0: I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win.
1: So please call now. 800-817-2968. 817 2968 That's 800-817-2968
2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's
3: get it on! How's it going everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. We are back here on the show. Had the day off from Observer Live yesterday. But today we are back with a vengeance. And we got a lot to talk about. Not the least of which, six minutes ago it was announced John Moxley returns to AEW tomorrow. So for those of you wondering why his first appearance was going to be at the GCW pay-per-view, well, it's not. He will be returning to AEW tomorrow night. Tomorrow is a packed AEW show. They've got about uh, a dozen things announced. We'll go over those here in a moment. We also have a, uh, I don't know if I could call it a lineup, but uh, we have one match for NXT 2.0 tonight and uh and a segment as well and uh raw last night we've got uh three things announced for next week of course none of which are professional wrestling matches just got a bunch of uh segments for next week we got updates on Cody everyone's talking about Cody who by the way will not be in the royal rumble if you guys all want to start sending money today to uh whale scout i will be uh making monetary bets with folks at uh and for some reason, sure, he's going to be in the Rumble. He's not going to be. Eddie Kingston update The Dusty Rhodes Classic Brackets for the men. They have not figured out what in God's name to do with the women. Ed has noted the Raw Report and so much more. In the third segment of the show, Alicia Atouch will be joining us, talking about MLW and a number of other topics as well. What it's like to be an influencer. I don't even know what that means, but she's one. So we'll talk to her today about all sorts of different things. And uh, plenty more. If you want to contact us, 425-780-7566, the text message line, Brian at WrestlingObserver.com, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Lots to get into today. Kicking it off after the break. Stick around. Wrestling Observer Live.
1: That's 800-693-8290.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. Is your uh, computer restarting, too, like Dave's last night?
0: No, I was actually getting a call from somebody we both know, who I thought maybe was in the producer chair today. So, but uh, who's there today? Is it Dom? Who just called me? Except
3: I, I, I'm i smart enough to turn my ringer off. That's that's the difference between you well, and
0: Well, I, I didn't expect that to be coming, and I just did, so why don't you just shut up and start the show, okay? People haven't heard us in a while. Well, they haven't heard us for a while,
3: but boy, are they, they hearing everything now. Yeah, they are. Hey, uh, Alicia is going to be on the show in the final segment, at which point uh, we're going to have a discussion about the proper pronunciation of her last name. That's going to be how we start that interview here today. A tote. Uh, we got a lot of news. What are you, British? We got a lot of news to get into here today, and I want to just start off by saying that Cody Rhodes is not going to be in the Royal Rumble. Say what? You know who else is not going to be in the Royal Rumble? Who? John Moxley. No. John Moxley returns to AEW tomorrow, and uh, Cody is going to return to uh, AEW tomorrow as well. Now, if Cody's not there, uh, that's not a—he's still not going to be in the Rumble. Okay, but uh, we'll see how much we'll see how much traction this story has gotten. I do expect him to be on the show, but uh, that's the story.
0: You get a lot more psychopaths than I do want on more? the timeline. So, I mean, really, are people really, really getting themselves whipped up into a frenzy thinking See, that either thing, Cody Mike, Rhodes or Moxley was going to I, be there? Listen,
3: I know that that some of you don't believe this. You, you hardcore uh, tweeters, okay? But, bro, I am never on Twitter, okay? I go on Twitter to put the ratings up there. I go on Twitter before the show and I retweet a bunch of stuff from her site. And I go on Twitter to send out the, you know, whatever for this show. And then, like, during pay-per-views, I'll tweet because, like, people seem to like that. But other than that, I am never on Twitter. And every day, like, in the middle of the day, I'll have people texting me about stuff that's all over Twitter right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I get these random text messages about uh, Moxley's not going to be at the uh, Royal Rumble. I'm like, yeah, I'm well aware of that. And then I'm like, what is this all about? And then I'm directed to Twitter, and then I see all these numbskulls are like, oh, Dean Ambrose is going to be back. I'm like, why would Dean Ambrose, why would anybody in AEW be in the Royal Rumble? I realize that Mickey James, who is part of Impact, is going to be in the Royal Rumble, okay? But unless someone has been recently fired from AEW or or their contract expired and it's not renewed, there's nobody in AEW. Why am I wasting my time with this? Why? Why am I wasting my time with this? Well, because of Twitter is why. But I'm going to move on now. You guys don't need to know anything else. We have other things to talk about. But Moxley and Cody and anybody else, nobody from AEW is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Now, this is your shot. You want to blame Reddit, too, or are you putting this all on Twitter? I didn't say anything about Reddit. I don't know what Reddit's talking
0: about, either. It's all Twitter's fault. Uh, Well, this one is all Twitter's fault. Like,
3: you know. So Chris
0: Jericho is not going to be in the Rumble, is what you're saying.
3: No, of course he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. Are you kidding me? But you know who is going to be on television tonight? Volter. Yeah! He is set to collide with one of the top in-ring wrestlers in NXT. Valter will be facing Roderick Strong on Tuesday night. Uh God, I hope they give this match time. I don't know what Uh the future is for Roderick Strong because, uh, you know, Roderick Strong was the cruiserweight champion. They're getting rid of the cruiserweight belt. Clearly, they don't want cruiserweights. And uh, I believe Roderick Strong just opened up a, a PWT's store. So I don't know what the future is for this guy. Uh, but if, uh, if he has a future, or if he does not have a future, uh, we'll probably, uh, I don't know if we'll know more tonight. But I expect him to be uh, destroyed by Volter tonight, and uh, who knows what his future will be from there. But my guess is Roderick Strong also will not be in the Royal Rumble. Nor do I expect Mustafa Ali to be in the Royal Rumble, because he wants out. You'll never believe this, but the 75-year-old guy, I think he's 76 now, came up with an idea for Ali where Ollie decided you know what I'm out of here i'm I'm done I quit <laughs> that guy's seen a lot so you, can why, why you can only imagine you can only imagine what this 76 year old bloke must have come up with for uh for Ali to want to just quit and get out of there although quite mm. frankly if you watch how he was used I mean I would have wanted to quit and get out of there as well even yeah. without you know Vince coming up with some stupid idea for me. Hey, but uh did,
0: did you see that Roderick Strong shirt? You should be uh, upset about this because you should have come up with this family shirt of ass-kicking jujitsu fighters that they have on this T-shirt with the child and the Strongs together. I have a feeling too, just just by watching. Marina Bro, my Shapir, kid's got a
3: stripe already on her white belt. <laughs> just I got by a fighting watching, family here.
0: Well, you know what? Yeah, you, know, you talked about you know, some some mixed tag team Wife's matches a on brown Raw, belt Obviously, see so, huh? that. How many of you have a wife who's a brown belt? I say we got a natural matchup here with the whole family being involved. And I have a feeling, just by watching Marina Shafir, what she's been doing on the Indies, her social media and how she's marketing herself, that uh, Roderick Strong, when he gets back to the Indies, better play catch-up, because Marina Shafir may actually be the one that's uh, most in demand here, because she is getting much, much better, and... She knows exactly who she is and what she is, and uh, I have a feeling she'll be bringing her blood sport aspects to, uh, to anywhere she goes, so I'm looking forward to this. And I hope they get time tonight. Look, for Roderick Strong, I don't know if he's leaving or not, but I do hope they get significant time tonight, and if he is on the way out the door, I mean, I hope they, again, I don't know how he's going to go out, but I. if this is it good (laughs) you know i hate to say it from his financial point of view it's not going to be good for him but for him you know as a fan watching him work boy i would love to see him do a lot of different things and can you imagine roderick strong in new japan right now in new japan strong it would be great
3: tonight uh nxt tomorrow dynamite adam cole and Britt baker versus orange cassidy and chris stadlander CM Punk versus Sean Spears. Sting and Darby Allin versus The Acclaimed. Serena Deeb versus Sky Blue. Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson versus FTR. Cody Rhodes returns. House of Black versus Varsity Blondes.
0: And the return of John Moxley. Eight segments announced. Wait a second. You just announced mostly a bunch of matches. Not enough segments for the show. I mean, isn't that what wrestling's all about? Oh, How we got they just segments next week.
3: Segments. Segments? Well, next week we have mini segments. We have got. Uh, We have got an IQ test between the Alpha Academy and Riddle and Randy Orton. We have got the birthday celebration of Miz and Maurice. I'm totally turning the corner on this feud, by the way. Well, that, yeah. It's a waste of Miz, but like, or not a waste of Miz. I mean, it's actually good for Miz. It's a waste
0: of Edge. But I mean, if we get past, it's a total waste of Edge. This feud has been great so far. I don't know. There's another way to look at that, which is that man has given his body and a lot of work. If he's having a lot of fun. I'll take it just because everybody involved is good at what they do.
3: These people can't believe there's going to be an IQ test. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> I'll do the Raw report in a minute. And we've also got a weigh-in for a match with no weight limits six days prior to the match between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. We, Much like UFC, we want to give you plenty of time to rehydrate. So <laughs> that's what's happening here.
0: You know, a lot of people don't know this. There's a 265-pound weight limit uh, for for UFC. I think it's still that number, 285. I think for the NCAA. So there actually is a weight limit for heavyweights. It is not unlimited, unlike pro wrestling where it's unlimited. But I guess this takes the place of a contract signing, right? Hey, listen, I'm I'm all for AW has done the weigh in.
3: It's it's ridiculous, but it's fine. It's obviously a ceremonial weigh. As long as big shows, but not it's better the scale. than another stupid. Contract signing. Much prefer a weigh-in. Hopefully it's a shoot weigh-in. Brock's like 292 pounds or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. He looks gigantic. While we weigh in Paul Heyman, I want to see that for uh, Brock and Roman when it comes down to it again.
3: I just hope they don't have him strip nude and put him behind a towel. Because the people oh, no. on the opposite the hard cam are going to have quite a show. I don't think we need that. Listen, we're going to go to a break, everybody. And we're going to be back in a moment. We're going to do the Raw Report. For those of you wondering about the IQ test, I'll tell you all about it. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
4: If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. and start increasing your bone density. Call now.
1: 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian
2: Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Thank God I'm back to do a full RAW report. Mm. I heard you had a lackluster. Subpar Raw report last week. That's, That's the rumor not true. The people
0: in the chat said it was one of the best ones that they ever heard. The chat doesn't know what they want. Listen to you. You're starting to sound like that guy who looks like his face is falling off and who gargles on razor blades. And oh, my God. Mike
3: Sempervivi. Do you know how many times Vince has come out on TV and I've said, this guy looked 100 years old, and you go, oh, I have to say this. I have to say something about his age because and what he looks like. Now because you say his face is falling off, and he looks like he's gargling razor blades. You were
0: participating That's in ageism. Much, much you were participating what is that when you ageism? said his face looks like it's falling off? He would come on, and you would start getting uncomfortable. In fact, I think you actually used that on world. He made you. You made you uncomfortable. Because I never he's said old. he made me uncomfortable. Yes, yes, you did. I said you... he looked two hundred years old. Which actually, I was giving him a compliment. You said he's too, basically, he's too old to be on TV. You, 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 that's what you
2: said. Mother, he not used about to say Hulk
0: being... Hogan was too old to be on TV when he was 40. Look, i not. He'd tell you saying... he's too old to be on TV. He would tell you that. Wrong. There is nobody, Betty White proved it. There is nobody too old to be on TV if they're good at what they do. And last night's Raw, the only thing I get Was really he say good at what it, he did last night? No, he was not. Thank you. And that's the whole thing with (laughs) that show last night. That's my only takeaway from it is they were facing off against the wild card game, and it felt like they threw in the towel. And the big takeaway is the thespianism on this show and the dialogue that is written for these people. I know... It is completely shooting a dead horse when it comes to WWE and when it comes to their dialogue. And when it comes to the fact that these are the people that brag about wanting to make movies, yet any they actually have dialogue, it's not what any normal person would ever say. Even inside their universe, none of this makes any sense with the characters that are involved. It's all a big fat mess. And as you go through this, I'm sure you'll probably point out how bad a lot of this is, including with Vince McMahon... Whose bits have become, I mean, almost, they're almost like parodies of skits that Vince used to do. I mean, they really, really are. Well, let me get this over with then. Do it. First, we have a segment with
3: Becky, Dewdrop, Bianca, and Liv, which leads to a match. See, I could have wasted time telling you about it, but there was nothing to it. So it's Becky Lynch and Dewdrop teaming together as they will face off at the Royal Rumble against Bianca and Liv. There was no explanation as to why these people are teaming with each other. And so the match goes three minutes. Becky hits Liv with her finisher. She goes to cover. Her partner, Dewdrop breaks up the pin. Dewdrop tries to make a cover, but the ref's a stickler. No, you're not legal. So Dewdrop has to get up, walk over, drag Becky to the corner, get out of the ring, tag, get back in the ring, squash Liv, and then pin her. So Liv, I mean... You know, if this match was two minutes and 50 seconds, she was on her back after getting hit with a finish for 50 full seconds. So, for those of you waiting for Liv Morgan to win the title,
0: keep waiting. She couldn't be any further under. The only reason that I'm going to give Liv Morgan a lifeline in my world is because there are still fans out there that believe in her and that still like her, and it's very easy to do because she's very believable and likable. But with the dialogue they've given her, with the positions they've put her in, which have just gotten her way under, and then you had the big botch with Becky at the pay-per-view where... You know, why is Liv, why do we care about Liv going after this? Because she continues to lose. I mean, look, this is how Dewdrop got into her title match, was the fact that she's basically lost. And it doesn't even make any sense that Dewdrop and Becky Lynch would have been teaming last night as such a cohesive unit anyway. So it's just stupid.
3: We had a bunch of backstage segments. Reggie wants advice from Edge against Omos. Edge, hey, listen, you want to talk about backstage skits being bad? Edge is not involved in them. Edge was awesome on this show. Reggie wants advice, and Edge is like, oh, man, you know, you do all these flips and all this great stuff. I mean, and Reggie goes, so I can win? Edge goes, hell no, you can't win. And then Beth whacks him, so Reggie's all sad. And Edge was right, by the way. And then Edge and Damian Priest have a conversation. Damian wants advice on how to win the Royal Rumble.
0: When did they become friends? Edge
3: blows him off. They're both babyfaces. And then Kevin Owens goes up to Priest, and he wants a nice, clean wrestling match later on tonight. I'm trying to get through this show, everybody. The KO show with Seth Rollins. Uh, The gist of it is, Kevin Owens wants to win the Rumble. Rollins wants to win the championship. Kevin Owens wants the two of them for the belt at WrestleMania. Rollins didn't seem like he was down with that idea, but they're supposed to pretend like they're friends. So uh, that was that. And then Damian uh, Priest comes out. I don't know if you guys know this or not. I'm sure you don't, because they never made a, a comment about it. Damian Priest has been on the main roster for 12 months, and he's never lost a singles match ever. Like... He's Tatanka, never lost, undefeated, a streak of one year. Well, they never bring it to your attention, so you probably didn't even notice when Kevin Owens pinned him tonight in a 10-minute match. Clean. I guess it was kind of clean. It actually was clean. Kevin Owens uh, acts like his knee is hurt. Uh, The referee goes to check on it. Damian Priest, who doesn't want to be a stupid babyface, like he's trying, he goes, I don't believe it. Referee, get him up. That's not real, uh, but regardless, he's distracted, and Kevin Owens boots him and hits him with a stunner and pins him. First singles loss in one year for Damian Priest. Not even a story on this show. Nikki Ash promo. Uh, we had the Alpha Academy graduation ceremony, which actually Chad Gable was great in this segment. Yeah, yeah. He gives the uh, the diploma to Otis, and then Riddle comes out in a cap and gown. Riddle's acting all stupid as usual. Gable tells him he's an idiot. He doesn't even know what the word rematch means. Riddle makes a, a weed reference. Everyone cheers. And so finally, Gable says, listen, you're an idiot. You want a rematch for the titles? Fine. If you can win an academic aptitude test next week. So next week, I don't know if it's Riddle. They didn't really explain this very well. But there, there's going to be an IQ test of some sort either with Riddle or with Riddle and Orton. And it's either a contest or it's not a contest. Otis was selling it like it was a contest because he was afraid he was going to lose. But I think it might just be that Orton and Riddle have to pass this test. But regardless, there's going to be an intelligence segment on the show next week. Cannot wait. (laughs) Then we had Finn Balor. Well, first we had uh, Austin Theory approaching Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince McMahon, who does not like uh, gore and violence, Uh, he tells Austin Theory, if you don't beat Finn Balor tonight, I'm going to pull a, quote, equalizer out of my desk. I'm going to beat you within an inch of your life. I'm going to knock your teeth out. I'm going to bloody you up, and there's going to be nothing but blood and snot everywhere. That's what Vince said. Then I'm going to take a selfie of your crumpled body and send it to
0: your mother. Does your mother like mutilation?
3: Yeah. We had our annual Martin Luther King Jr. video. The videos were the best thing on the show. The Martin Luther King and the Bobby Lashley versus uh, <laughs> Brock Lesnar videos—they were the yes. best.
0: Yes. So oh, yeah, yeah, those are the best. I we're going to talk about the Martin Luther King Day videos, which you know, the official old white person. You know, I really care about relations because you know we have a long. Actually, Vince, King Vince video.
3: shoot loves and and considers
0: a hero Martin Luther King Jr. That's great, you know, and maybe you should, you know, again, story for a different day, but, you know, your actions and how you run your business and some of the people that you've pushed and some of the things that you've done and overseen actually tell you story. Well, they go right from that to plug in the Saudi show. But anyway. There you go.
3: Austin Theory beat Finn Balor clean in the middle of the ring with his finish.
0: Uh, then we had a Rhea Ripley interview. You throw that Irishman on the pile. He's lost everything now that we've got a Damien and a priest. His gimmick's gone. The whole deal is gone. Rhea Ripley versus Nikki
3: Ashton happened. Uh, uh, Vega and Carmella came out. They distracted Rhea. Nikki beat her up from behind and then walked out, so no match. They are.
0: Oh, dumb. God.
3: Then we had a, a segment. Wait, hold on.
0: Before you even. Dude, talk- I gotta get through
3: this before I leave. I'm Alicia sorry, but on.
0: Zelina and Carmella come out there and Zelina is bashing Nikki Ash like an idiot. She's supposed to be the new heel in this. The other two heels are making fun of her. And then Zelina is making fun of Rhea Ripley for not being able to, on her own, win the tag titles, which made absolutely no sense. Stupid. Omos defeated
3: Reggie. Reggie wanted advice. The advice was to stay low. Like an idiot, he went high. He was cut. He was choke slammed. He was pinned in 30 seconds by, hey, better 30 seconds than four minutes. We had a Maurice and Beth Phoenix face to face, where obviously Miz came out. He had tried to attack Edge. Maurice then whacked Beth Phoenix with her purse, knocked her out. They go up the ramp. She reveals there's a brick in her purse. Old school, simple, cowardly heels. I was fine with this, and Maurice was good in this segment. We had Street Profits, Dominic and Ray versus Ziggler, Robert Roode, Apollo, and Commander Aziz. Eight minutes, four minutes was on television because we had a long commercial. Match was fine, and the whole thing was a build for the babyfaces winning, and then Ray and Dominic threw the Street Profits over the top rope. They all had a laugh, and then Ray threw his son over the top rope. They all had a laugh. That's your Royal Rumble build, everybody. Buy your tickets now. At Alexa Bliss segment, it was dumb. You know, she had to do word association. Every word she associated with Lily. Finally, the guy goes, imaginary. And she gets all mad and he leaves. But then she calmed down. So I'm hoping the storyline is she's being healed and will come back as a pro wrestler and not the old Alexa with the doll and everything like that. And finally, Lashley and Seth Rollins in the main event went to a 13-minute disqualification when the Hurt Business just ran in after 13 minutes. Lashley beats them up, and then Rollins got super kicked by the Usos. guess they figured, oh, we can give everyone a horrible DQ because we're going to have the Usos here on this show. And uh, the only thing i got to say before the break is... What's with Lashley's new move where he puts the dude on his shoulders like a a Samoan drop, and then he runs headfirst into the post and they fall down? He's done it two weeks now. It's ridiculous. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. So
4: good, you got to try it. With Straight Talk, you can get our Silver Unlimited plan for just 45 bucks a month. Now with unlimited high-speed data, plus gigabytes hotspot data, and no contract, with
0: Nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot for your data when you can get unlimited for a whole lot less? Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart and Walmart.com.
3: 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at StraightTalk.com.
1: Hello? please 800-756-3744 800-756-3744 800-756-3744 that's 800-756-3744 do you need to sell your home if you've sold a home before you remember how stressful and expensive it was sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Angie's
0: List is now Angie. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or you're planning your dream renovation, Angie connects you with top local pros who
1: can get the job done right. See
0: reviews, compare quotes, and book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com and for more on
5: the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen
2: you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Yeah. Hey, bro. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. And yes, Alicia's joining us right now. How are you? Where's my eye?
5: how are
3: you doing? Here, here we go. I had you muted, but now you're back. Because we have a very oh. professional operation that we're running here.
5: Not so, going to lie, I've done that once or twice. And I got checked as soon as you realize, you're like, ah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me.
3: Yes. Now, the first question uh, came up earlier in the show. So, uh, please pronounce your last name for the, uh, the listeners here.
5: Ah, yes, yes. Alicia... A tout. It's always the way people don't want to say it. I get a tout, a tout but it's literally as it's read. A tout.
3: Okay, but, but here's my question. So I I yeah. see it and I would, would say a tout, okay. But uh, you're Canadian, correct?
5: I am Canadian, yes, from Toronto, Canada.
3: Alright, so so I would say about and you would say a boot.
5: <laughs> That's right? true. Yeah.
3: Right? So is it <laughs> is it a toot because you are Canadian? But I but for us Americans, we can we could use a tote, a tout, any Ooh. of these?
5: A tote. I mean, all are passable. I'll accept any of them. I've heard any and which way it could be said. But I think I've just always grew up with it being a toot, so I've never really thought to kind of change or try to make it sound fancier. I mean, Alicia, a toot is pretty uh, – Fancy sounding, but you know, I just decided to keep it how it was. Sure, yeah. where, where <laughs> that makes sense. I've never thought of it that way. Where you in haven't Canada? gone back and
0: done any, t- you know, DNA testing on the name or anything like that. If it changed once your, your ancestors made it over to Canada, DNA or testing like her name. Well,
3: well you know, about.
0: because people would, you know, they I travel to different areas and they change their name, they change well, how their name is said. Yeah, where are you from?
5: So I have been Canadian, or been Canadian, that sounds hilarious. I have lived in Canada my entire life, so I'm from Toronto, Canada. Toronto. Uh, However, when it... Yeah, Toronto. Okay. But thinking back to it, like, when I grew up, they told me that the lineage was French. However, I don't even know where that starts in my family because none of us speak French. And then in terms of even, like, going three generations down, no one's from Quebec. Like, I have no clue how it integrated its way into uh, this bloodline. But, hey, I'll accept it.
3: Well, when you, <laughs> when you pronounced your name, it sounded very French, I thought. We shall. Sure. I got a lot of French sure. folks in my family.
5: So. Uh, so, you know. <laughs>
3: Actually, my my, uh, my in-laws are in France right now, as we speak. They're in Paris.
5: Well, I'm a little jealous about that. I could go
3: for a croissant right now. Yes. <laughs> so, so tell us about uh, tell us about wrestling. When did you when did you first uh, get into wrestling?
5: So I've been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. I started watching it when I was about three or four years old. My dad would have a bunch of his buddies over. They'd just sit me right on the couch with them, and my eyes were glued to the screen. So my earliest memories really uh, were Mick Foley. Like, that Hell in a Cell classic match is just ingrained into my brain. And ever since watching that, I just needed more and more and more. And, of course, like a lot of people, you go through phases, especially when you're a teenager, where, like, sometimes you watch it intensely. Other times you fall out of it a little bit. But it's always kind of been... Somewhat of a constant. So, you know, it went from being a fan as a child to now being like heavily involved in it.
3: So, so one of your earliest memories is Mick Foley being thrown yeah. off the top of a 20 foot cell and almost dying.
5: 100%. Wow. It's one of those things, too, and I appreciate my parents for this. They were like, you know what? If she's ever going to be exposed to that kind of stuff, like, let's make sure it's within our household. So I grew up watching Tarantino films, wrestling, like all that stuff. When I was really, really young, but I'm grateful for it because it definitely shaped me for what I like today, what I watch, what I'm into. But yeah, that entire match, I couldn't get enough of it. I had to think to myself, this is all wrestling is. I want to see more, and then I just went on a complete deep dive.
3: Okay, so you go into this deep dive and and at what point was it where you thought, you know, I want to be involved in this in some way. I mean, did you ever, did you ever want to be like one of the wrestlers or were you always attracted to the idea of being a, an on screen non wrestling personality?
5: Yeah, so it was never a goal of mine growing up. I kind of started interviewing people because I was just at a random gig and decided to ask a band two questions. Then uh, once that started to get popular on YouTube, I started interviewing the Metallicas and the Motorheads. And it was actually my father again who said, hey, you love wrestling. Why don't you try interviewing wrestlers? So next thing I know, I'm at indie shows interviewing people. And then I got picked up by Impact, did some AEW gigs. and Now I'm with MLW. So it's just kind of this crazy, unexpected roller coaster. I never had had my eyes set on, but I'm so glad it worked out this way because I just am really passionate. about both those things so that was kind of no game plan from the jump but you know i'm happy with how it ended up but in terms of actually wrestling i if i was asked that like a year ago i'd say no there's no way i'd ever step into a ring but now with my current feud with selena de we've had wrestling matches i've had to train for them Uh, i've had fractures because of it which is why i never went to wrestle in the first place so that's fun but you know it's just kind of trying to continue to grow and trying new things. I always will never say no to an opportunity.
0: Did you go to school to to kind of start carving out your career path? Or was it something that just kind of started happening on your own that you started going to shows and to concerts and just talking to people? Or how did your evolution happen as far as, you know, getting out there and and being on YouTube and doing these types of things?
5: Yeah, it completely happened organically. In terms of education, I have my high school diploma. I applied for a bunch of universities here in Toronto, was accepted, but then I kind of realized if I can craft this into my own thing without needing to go to school for journalism or English or anything else, let's just give it a shot. So I took everything that I learned my last year of high school, which is literally all writing courses, and decided, hey, let's go into the world. I was already going to concerts five times a night just because I loved music. I started interviewing the bands. That turned into to not only five concerts but like three to five interviews a night it was insane and then i just grew this crazy passion for it so uh, it was very organic very natural but i think it was just this constant grind that i definitely got from my parents where it's like all right you've hit this now you got to get there and better and better and then it just never stopped i I still am like not content i'll never be content
3: (laughs) i don't i don't recommend uh uh, 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 pursuing the career path in that way but i did the exact same thing because when i was a kid I wanted to be a, a writer, and so I went briefly to community college, and I got an A in English, and I was like, what am I doing here? What am I wasting my time for? Like, if I want to write a book, they're not going to ask me for my college degree. Like, they're either exactly. going to like the book or they're not They're not going to like the book. And, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to be a broadcast journalist, I mean, you'd have to go to school because you're trying to get a job at, like, the local whatever, King 5 or whatever. Nowadays, I mean, you don't need anything to start on YouTube, you just have to have a YouTube account and a, and a camera. So most people That's probably it. wouldn't have it succeed the way that you did. But the barrier of entry for what you're doing is, uh, is quite low, which, of course, also makes it difficult because everybody tries to do it. And so you've, exactly. you've got uh, a far bigger, uh, I don't know what the term would be, but you got more competition, basically.
5: Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. When I first started, the, I started calling my website a music blog, yeah, because I was just poking fun at the fact that every single person had a music blog or some kind of blog out there. Whatever their hobby was, there was thousands of blogs for it. So I just started as a hobby myself and never expected it to actually turn into what it has today. But again, I think it kind of went to the point where or got to the point where I started seeing some income coming in from different places and realized this can actually be a job. So kind of like you mentioned, I wouldn't always recommend that path because it doesn't work out for everyone. You really have to have the crazy drive for it. But at the same time, I'm just glad that it did happen to work out. I always told myself I can always go back to school if I need to, but I just, I didn't take a break. You know, it was, it was a hectic few years starting this thing up.
3: So, so now having done everything that you have done and also uh, been in the ring a few times and as noted (laughs) resulted in some fractures, I mean, looking forward, what what would you prefer to do? Because obviously, if you become a if you become a very very popular wrestler, you can obviously make a lot more money. However, you're also wrestling and fractures and et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, as doing an interview gig, announcer, uh, whatever. I mean, you can do that till you're a hundred. So, what what do you feel more comfortable doing and pursuing as the future comes?
5: Oh, the wrestling aspect is so difficult for me. Like, I have so much, even more appreciation for wrestlers now after I've tried doing it. And I'm lucky because when I first started doing this stuff, I told myself, I don't want to just go in there and, you know, work out clothes and have a match. We went all out. We had gear made for it, entrance music, everything. And we actually taught me some pretty intense moves and ended up being a really good match. But I fractured my tailbone and it's because i hadn't done all of the necessary training a train for you know people who have been doing this for 10 years still get injured so i didn't go in there thinking like i'm gonna be the best but uh that did happen it resulted in a tailbone fracture and it is a pain being in there so i would love to hold the microphone show my attitude show uh, what i can bring in that sense rather than having to actually wrestle but there's some stuff coming up where i don't necessarily need to be crazy physical but i think it's going to bring what i uh what I have and what I can bring to the table to a whole other level. So I'm really excited about that.
0: Did it take any convincing to get you in the ring? And what are some of the things that people told you, bro, pro and con about this? Because it seems like the feud with, with Selena was just something that people took to and was such a natural for you to take, you know, off screen and do things with which you obviously have, but was there any hesitation on getting in the ring? And did you have anybody tell you that, Hey, you know, you may not want to do this aspect of it. Don't get hurt. Don't, don't bother doing this.
5: Oh, yeah. A bunch of my wrestling buddies were like, you're crazy. We've been training for 10 years. It takes a lot. And it wasn't they were doubting the fact I could do it or not. It wasn't is she competent to it was more so just we just don't want to see someone get hurt, which I completely understand. But at the same time, I'd love proving people wrong just in terms of, hey, I can do this. I can put on a good match. I can make fans respect something else I can do. So that was my drive. But at the same time, um, The few just picked up in ways we never thought it would. It all started me putting a poop emoji on some stupid graphic of hers for uh, an MLW match where she was managing Momortis. And then we just had this crazy Twitter online thing going. And it kind of got to the point where about eight months in, where do we take this? We can only talk so much crap to one another for so long. What do we do? And then all the requests we had to have a match and the pay-per-view and to do things together, we just, you can't ignore what the fans want at that point so we just went for it we went completely 100% in and I'm still very happy that we did
3: so is is uh, would wrestling be your first love right now or, or are you still like a, a huge music fan and that'll always be like how this all started for you
5: I think music will always be my first love like I have so many just memories and stories from my parents from even like from the bathing me when I was little to Prince to four days ago watching the new Beatles documentary and just the way that that makes me feel. I just can't shake that. It's There's nostalgia and warmth and I just I'll always have music as my first love but wrestling now is a very close second and it's interesting because of course I love watching the matches but the feeling i get from performing and going out in front of the crowd and seeing my friends do their thing and working with them now in companies that's a rush that music doesn't give you unless you're on stage performing so it's kind of nice that i have the balance of the two now i'm really grateful for that but so did you
3: did you ever play an instrument or anything like that or or uh you know uh mingle with being in a band
5: It was my dream when I was younger, but I just don't have the mental capacity to remember that kind of stuff. So I think that's also why I never wanted to get into wrestling either, because there's so much stuff that you have to just be on constantly. You can't screw it up. So I never tried any instruments, but I loved, loved singing growing up. I was in choir, took vocal class every single year, was in all the talent shows. And to this day, I... I, love singing. It's one of my biggest passions. But in terms of playing an instrument, my family members or friends will play. I'll sing with them. But otherwise, you know, it's it's always the vocals for me.
3: Do you still go to concerts all the time? Or too busy? Now
5: with now with COVID it's so much harder because I just it still worries me so much if I go to this one thing then I can't make it to tapings next week or can't visit people that I want to see. Like, it's always in the back of my mind. Uh, however, right now I am working for Knot Fest, which is Slipknot's uh, company and their festival. So there's some stuff on the horizon with them I'm excited about. So hopefully I'll be able to see some new gigs soon because I haven't been to a concert in way too long. Way too long. All right,
3: we're going to head a break, everybody. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
1: That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290.
2: you are listening to wrestling observer live with brian alvarez and mike sempervivi on the sports byline broadcasting network
3: back in the show brian alvarez here wrestling observer live mike sempervivi also wrestlingobserver.com alicia toot is joining us here today and uh a lot of plugs to get in here mlw your youtube channel a thousand different social media outlets what do we got
5: I'm all over the place. So yeah, if you guys, the easiest route to find my stuff is simply searching Alicia Atoot. There you'll find my YouTube with over 4,000 in-person interviews. So check those out with musicians, wrestlers, and bodybuilders. I also am in a professional wrestling feud with one, Selena DeLorenta as the worsties. So if you just backslash the worsties on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, we are all over the place ready to take over. We are also, uh, coming up having a lot of features in terms of pay-per-views and whatnot so check those out too and of course mlw i am their host we have some crazy stuff coming up including a show this friday in dallas texas tickets are still available guys you can snag those now and otherwise i'm all over the place for socials posting daily whether it's my thoughts photographs collabs so yeah let's uh ride the train i have a lot of exciting things and i can't wait to share them with you so
3: four thousand interviews
5: it's a lot, right?
3: Like, it's excessive. <laughs> Dude, we need to have you on again so I can strictly talk to you about interviewing bodybuilders.
5: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun. Please, i i bet love to. it is.
3: I can imagine. <laughs> all right. Well, check that out, everybody. And, Alicia, I want to thank you so much for doing the show here today. And, yes, we will have you on again. And uh, best of luck, MLW, this coming weekend. So uh, check that out, MLW, all over their social media. You can find all the information. And uh, that's it. Thanks, Mike, as always, callers and listeners over the studio. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.